Hello, everybody, and welcome to Call It in the Ring. Tonight is an episode that we have been promoting for a month. So I guess we're good promoters, maybe, like Paul Heyman. We'll see. But this is the fight of the month between myself, Jordan, and Edward. This is the ECW debate for calling to the ring, and I am Jordan, and I'm joined here, like always, with my best buddy, Ed. How are you doing tonight, buddy? I am so excited to finally have this discussion with you. For those that don't know, I want to preface, for those that maybe this is the first foray into calling in the ring, or you know, or people that maybe know those in the movie, guy, in the movie guys first. Arguing or discussing anything with Jordan is like talking to the backside of a mule. He Once he's got his mind made up, there ain't nothing you can do about it. Now, the reason we decided to have this conversation for all y'all is because I am an original. I am an ECW guy. All right. I The moment my life changed in professional wrestling, was not the moment that I became a fan of wrestling, it, which that was the moment. I, the moment I became a fan of professional wrestling was when I watched Shawn Michaels switch in music, Bret Hart in a wheelchair, okay, on, on Monday Night Raw. The moment that changed my life when it comes to professional wrestling was when I went to, when, when I went to an actual ECW house event in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, it was a tiny little arena, you know, people standing out there, um, you know, people standing out there, you know, in line, we were waiting. And all along the, the, the waiting area was, were trash cans. And people would throw stuff in there. I had no idea what I was doing. You know, my dad took me. This is, I was, I was you know, a kid. Couldn't tell you exactly how old I was, but it was, you know, late 90s, so maybe I was 10. It was anywhere between 10 to 13, right? And so people were throwing stuff in these trash cans. Guy threw crutches, another guy threw a leg. And there was stuff in there that I'm sure that ECW had planted, like stop signs and other things. Um, and the match went in, you know, and the event went on, and it was, you know, great wrestling, the best house show I've ever seen. And I've been to a bunch I've been to a few, you know, several house shows. I've been to several WWE pay-per-views. I've been to several Raw and SmackDown events in, in, in Western Pennsylvania, Eastern Ohio. But the moment that changed my life was when New Jack came out with all of these things. These He had shopping carts, and they were filled with the trash can. They had the trash cans in them that had the stuff that we put in there. And so he came out, and I don't remember who he faced. But he hit these people with the things that we had given him to hit somebody with. And and that was the moment that changed my life. And, you know, at the end of the show, at the end of the show, I walked down to a merch table. There were still the show was still going on, but I walked down to a merch table. And who was there? But New Jack himself was sitting there at the merch table. And little kid here nervous, you know, here's the guy that just changed my life. And so I, you know, New Jack, New Jack, can I have your autograph? He goes, yeah, man, what you, what you got? And I'm like, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. I got, I, this is New Jack, I ain't got nothing. 
He goes, well, he goes, what the fuck you want me to sign, kid? Like, cause that was New Jack. Like, I don't, I'm doing a poor impersonation, but he swore. He goes, what the fuck you want me to sign then? The only thing I had, cause I, I went to the merch table, I bought something. The only thing I had left was the dollar and change. Right? So he goes, give me that. So he signs this dollar. Not in quarters, but it was an actual dollar bill. Hands back to me. I walk back. My dad goes, Where my, where's my change at? I says, you can't have it. He goes, why? I says, I got New Jack to sign it. My dad was not a fan of wrestling. My dad took me because I was a fan of wrestling. But he was so mad that I had this $1 that was changed, autographed by New Jack. Uh, it was, it was, the tension was palpable. So, so that's a long story into, the, into my first foray into what became the love of my life, which was extreme championship wrestling. And, you know, so Jordan, I do want to thank you for at least being open-minded enough to have this, this discussion, but I already started knowing you. I, I, I I've already started. I got a whiskey here. Because I've already started to drink. Because I know that you're going to drive me to do it, so I might as well start now. <laughs> well, the fans have uh, probably can see where the lines are divided on this one. I am not an ECW fan. Uh, I have never been an ECW fan, and I never will be an ECW fan. So this is why we're doing this debate here for all of you fans out there to see what side you are on. This is going to be a war. Like I said, we have been promoting this for a month. This is the war of 2019 between Jordan and Ed. There'll probably be more wars, but this is the war with the ECW debate. Uh, you went on a long rant. I will make mine very short. Um, I never fell in love with ECW. I don't know if you can even call me a wrestling fan. I don't know if you can call me a wrestling casual fan. I don't know what I am. Um, I like what I like, and that's the way it is. Um, I watched WWE and WCW during the Attitude Error. Uh, like I've established multiple times in this program that I stopped watching in the August of 2001 after SummerSlam, which we reviewed in our archives. Um, I got back into it in 2016 because I said, fuck it. And I don't know if I would be doing this show with you, Ed, and I don't know what I would even have tickets front row to see SmackDown in Toledo, Ohio, my hometown here in a month. If it wasn't for my two-year-old daughter who just absolutely fell in love with it by accident. Hmm. So like how she was made. No, she was not made by accident. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was, that was a low blow. I'm sorry. It kind of was. Sorry. But it's okay. She wasn't made back. But no. Um, So I guess I will just say my piece very quickly on this. Um, He's a fan of the show. He has been in multiple uh, shows I've done before. But my uh, friend Ryan, who lives in Gainesville, Florida, um, he was getting me into wrestling again this past couple of years. He told me about the network. I never knew it existed. I checked it out. And my baby girl was just born at this point in time. So I was home with her all day. And she was in my arms. I was feeding her a bottle, burping her, changing her, watching the old matches that I remembered. Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, WCW matches. And I just fell in love again. Not once did I care about ECW. Uh, I saw ECW was listed on the pay-per-view of the network. I skimmed right past it. 
didn't care. So this will be an interesting debate. Um, and I guess we'll start with the first shots here. ECW, in my opinion, is poor on all levels. Mm. Poorly wrestled, mm. poorly acted, poorly produced, poorly ran. I think it is mm. some of the worst wrestling that I've ever seen. And I will end oh. my rant on this. Ed gave me a list <clears throat> to watch a bunch of ECW stuff today, fans. And we're recording this on a Thursday. I watched six and a half hours of ECW matches, documentaries, pay-per-views, hoping my mind would change. I went in there with an open mind. I truly did, Ed. Um, and I left with saying to myself, wow, this is bad. So let's get into it. ECW was originally called Eastern Championship Wrestling, and it was founded... Uh, it was going to be originally done by Jim Crockett Promotions, but eventually it was founded and headed by Todd Gordon, who was still the chairman of Eastern Championship Wrestling all the way until Paul Heyman became the CEO uh, and they changed it to Extreme Championship Wrestling. ECW had their own home arena in Pennsylvania. It was a standard, just a small little hometown arena, but they called it the ECW Arena. They didn't have money to put on pay-per-views every single month, but ECW did put on pay-per-views here and there, and they were in the same category as Girls Going Wild, the midnight, buy these movies on VHS, and we'll send, them to the, send it to you in the mail kind of propaganda. I remember that because I remember watching them. Stay up past midnight. Here's the Girls Gone Wild ads that go on for three hours, and here's the ECW ads. So that's my first thing right now. Is so you compare? You know, we hang on real quick. Do you know? Do you know who who Todd Gordon was? Uh, go ahead. Or is is? Uh, so Todd Gordon. Yeah. Okay. He was the guy who was credited with the, with the president of founding uh, Eastern Championship Wrestling. He was a he was a pawn, he was a pawnbroker. He had a pawn shop in Philly, and ECW never escaped that design on purpose. Okay, uh, ECW was, you know, it was designed to be a Philadelphia style of professional wrestling when it was, you know, and, and it was a pawn shop style of wrestling. So continue with the history, but I just wanted to give you a little bit of a history on, on, on who Todd Gordon is. No, I mean like that—that's literally the history. Um, they get they get Paul Heyman to run it and be the Eric Bischoff or the Vince McMahon, as you will, of ECW. He has Paul four, E. Dangerously. Paul E. Dangerously. Uh, Paul E. Dangerously uh, grew up uh, from a from a Jewish family. Uh, Paul actually, um, his mother was a Holocaust survivor. And his dad was an injury defense attorney. Um, so he's uh, he worked with multiple things. Uh, he's, uh, you know, uh, Paul Heyman has worked for WWE in the past. He worked with WCW in the past. He worked with the likes of WCW with Stone Cold Steve Austin and uh, and the Dangerous, what, what was it called? The Dangerous Faction or whatever it was called. It was kind of like their idea of the Four Horsemen. 
in WCW. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dangerous Alliance, sorry, Dangerous Alliance. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and then he and then he's done. Paul Heyman is done. He has no interest in doing wrestling again until he gets the call to come and run ECW with the way he see fits. And he has not only a change in the company, but he has a character change in himself now. Because Whoa. before he was kind of like a Donald Trump. You know, he always wore the suits. His hair was slicked back. He always had a fucking. Um, Cell phone on him at all the time by the rings, calling his lawyers. Well, you you got to remember, Paul Heyman has a, like you said, a, his great history in professional wrestling. Eastern Championship Wrestling under Todd Gordon was was an NWA promotion, mm-hmm. and with Paul Heyman had a decent history. He came in to teach these young guys how to do interviews, mm-hmm. how to how to work the mic. He taught them how to do how to work the mic. So. Um, that's why Paul Heyman's so good on the mic is because he, that's what he knows best. Um, but continue. I, I don't mean, to, I don't mean to continue to interrupt you, but no, no, no that's fine. Uh, it's fine okay. because I will agree with you. That's the only thing I will agree with you about Paul Heyman is that he's good on the mic. Um, so let's get into the nuts and bolts here. I have already stated, so let's just go for it, man. Let's just, let's just take the claws out and let's get into it. ECW was fucking terrible. Um, every match that you told me to watch, I cringed um, matches that I watched on my own today. I cringed um, botches galore. Terrible presentation. Let's talk about presentation real quick. Let's talk about how every fucking ECW match before the WWE bought it and took it over in 2016. Because we're not talking, sorry, 2006. We're not talking about when WWE took this over in 2006 yet. We may get into that later in the episode. We're talking about the highlight of ECW. Okay, fans? So we know. Now that's out of the way. The camera was one fucking shot. It was like they hired the guy who also videotaped the high school basketball team. It was terrible. Terrible presentation. You couldn't hear the wrestlers half the fucking time. Joey Styles with, oh my God, half the fucking time. I couldn't even fucking hear it. And... The camera would move in weird angles because it was clearly on a tripod and it would move to the left or right and it would zoom in and zoom out. Completely amateurish. Not good at all. Terrible presentation. Even for the pay-per-views, it's even worse. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, I'm not saying you're wrong on that. The present you gotta remember though, the ECW, what you what we know is as ECW. It was a house show that they just started selling on DVD or VHS, right? So, like, they had to have an announcer. That's why That's why Joey Styles in the ECW arena was way up high. It was the only place they could put him. And he didn't have monitor. He didn't have a monitor. So he had to sit there from, you know, from, from his perch and watch, and, and, and watch the matches. And he, would call them, and he would call them. They didn't have the production kinds of stuff that, that, that anybody had. Later on, they had some help from WWE, you know, financially, but he wasn't gonna he wasn't gonna help them become a bigger and better promotion than he than, than he was. They had they did with they did what they could with what they had, and that's why you know ECW literally is the story of the little guy. ECW is the story of Pennsylvania. ECW is the story of Philadelphia, right? Like it's the little guy versus these two mega monsters. And how they took them down and changed the world. That's what fucking ECW is, man. 
They did not take him down because they lost and they got bought. They did. Listen, listen, it's not about, it's not, you see, you, you see the world in such a black and white kind of way, and it's really not. You got the little guy that is ECW, and the little guy took on Vince McMahon, and then Vince McMahon decided if you can't beat him, you join him. So Vince McMahon took his money, his billions of dollars, his billion dollars, and gave ECW a little bit of it. And then that's when you've got guys that were ECW guys. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you the exact number of guys that made the jump from ECW to, to what was WWF at the time before, while ECW was still around. One of your favorites, uh, Stevie Richards, is an ECW creation. Al Snow, ECW creation. Uh, Chris Candido, who you may not remember, but was Sonny's husband, uh, was an ECW creation. And, and, and Sonny even went to ECW after a while. Um, you probably don't remember Just Incredible. Um, and, and, and later on, you had guys like Spike Dudley and the Dudley Boys. Uh, Lance Storm, ECW creation. Uh, I'm trying to – Eddie Guerrero, ECW creation. Mick Foley, ECW creation. Tajiri, ECW creation. Dean Malenko, Perry Saturn. Uh, you, I mean, you don't necessarily like, like Mike Awesome, but I do. Um, I'm just trying to think of the guys that would have gone to WWF at the time that you would have known. Uh, Rhino was an ECW creation. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow went to ECW. Uh, he wasn't – well, RVD, okay. Uh, yeah, ter well, Terry Funk was. I'm. I'm just telling you the guys that were created by What's Paul Heyman and ECW. Your, it just, it's Raven. Just, okay, Raven. So your point is this because these guys were created. It's, it's, no, what, no, no, point. no. What I'm saying is these guys. These are guys that were fantastic in ring in ring performers. Guys that were so good in ring that WWF. Who and by all accounts, the other shows that, that that do what we do and have been doing it for longer than we do. Let's be honest. The one thing that 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 they say about WWF talent relations and and, and human resources and acquiring wrestlers is they have to be the best. They have to be. That's why they didn't take all these WCW guys because they weren't that good. In ring, oh. in ring, in ring, one hundred percent, hands down. The talent of the wrestlers, the, the ability of those guys to get in the ring and perform was the was number two in the world. Number two. Number two behind WWE in ring performances. The difference is, is when you're in an ECW ring, they're not paying you a whole lot of money. Or you're nothing putting your, bounce your, checks, but continue. Well, whatever, but you're putting your life on – see, that doesn't, that doesn't fucking matter. That's not the point of this fucking conversation, Jordan. Okay. To you, it's all about money. I'm talking, what I'm talking to you is about is about the fucking passion that these guys have. So who gives a fuck if somebody bounced checks? What it's about, uh, what it's about is the, these guys walked in there knowing they either A, were going to get paid very little, or B, not get paid at all. And they put their fucking lives on the line for the people in that arena that were screaming ECW, ECW, ECW. 
and, and and you're sitting here shitting on them because because and you even said it yourself. You're a fan of WWF. You're not a fan of wrestling. You like WWF. And okay. like, and it's just it's these guys, these guys that Paul Heyman created. These guys that were the best in ring fucking performers that all got called up to the WWF. Mm-hmm. Because because of how good they were, because of the stories they told in the ring, because of the shit that they were able to fucking do, mm-hmm. they laid their they put their lives and their fucking bodies on the line to put on a show for the fans. That's what wrestling is about. It's not about the production. It's not about it's not about the fireworks. It's not about the you know the the theme. It's about what happens in the ring and what those guys do and the stories they tell. And I'll be goddamned if you're gonna shit on these guys because of what because of the stories they told. And say that they were shit in ring fucking performers. I mean, like I will, because I can only tell you maybe four or five guys uh, that later went on to WWE and were great. And also WCW, you had uh, you had Al Snow, you had Eddie Guerrero, you had RVD, uh, you had the Dudley Boys. Um, Raven wasn't that great actually in WCW, um, but you had a shit storyline in WCW. Yeah, well, also I don't think Raven's that good anyway. Um, I just yeah, he's not the is he the best of the people I named? No, but you know, once he, but once he got, I mean, his he was he he was an ECW guy. He was his best. He was at his best in ECW. Once he got paid, it didn't matter. I'll I I will admit that one one hundred percent. But I will say that the one besides Eddie Guerrero and um, and. Al Snow that got really popular, I believe, was Taz because he became a commentator on SmackDown for quite a few years on uh, on WWE there. And I thought Taz was good for that. Um, but you can't tell me that I can't shit on it if I don't think it's good. Uh, you told me today, we'll talk about it right now right off the bat in the show here. You told me today that I needed to check out the Sabu, Terry Funk, Barbed Wire uh, match. And for those of the fans that don't know what the barbed wire match is for ECW, it was on a pay-per-view that's not a part of the network. You can, you can YouTube and you can find it online, but the name of the pay-per-view is, is a bar is a bear to be wired or barbed or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember the name of it either. And the match was for the ECW. Bar to be wired. Bar to be wired. Thank you. And it was for the ECW championship. And it was Sabu versus Terry Funk. And instead of ropes, it was barbed wire. Real barbed wire, not rubber-tipped barbed wire that other places had. So continue. I'll 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 shut up. I'll let you talk. No, no, you you don't have to shut up. We can interrupt because we know this is going to be a war. And right now we're kind of civil a little bit, which I'm shocked. Um, This is why this was stupid. Um, Neither performer... Gave me something great. Uh, Terry Funk was too Are you old. Fucking kidding me? I'm not. I'm not fucking kidding you. Terry Funk was too old to be in this kind of match. He was too old. Uh, Sabu, all he did was a couple of high flying moves on barbed wire. You see, that's the thing, and, and and that's where I think that this is a debate that's interesting. It's all about taste. I don't like the hardcore matches. I don't think they're great. I don't think that they're well produced. When uh, the WWE did the hardcore title, that was that was the shit. That was the pits. They made fun of it. They the WWE shit on the on on hardcore professional wrestling, which I don't think needs to be in professional wrestling because oh. I don't I oh. don't get 
I don't get at all, no matter how many times you try to waste your breath and explain it to me on why seeing two guys, one a dinosaur and one almost to his prime, wrestle in a ring surrounded by barbed wire and throw themselves in it is entertaining. Now, I'm not offended by it because I'm not easily offended. I'm looking at this match and I'm saying, why is this considered the best? Because they're doing high flyer moves and they're throwing barbed wire on each other? I could tell you a match that's way better than this, and that's the hell in the cell between our That's exactly and what I was hoping you'd fucking say. Because here's the difference. What professional wrestling is, is a storyline. Two guys that for you know the storyline is is whatever it could be. One guy took another guy's girlfriend, one guy stepped on another guy's, one guy farted in another guy's direction. Like the, the creation of why these two guys hate each other for the next month is retarded. It just is. It is what it is. But these are the storylines that you have. You have to give these two guys a reason to hate each other. And so forget about the reason why. The reason we have these matches, like the Hell in a Cell in a cage match, right, is you get two guys that you've built up that they hate each other, and they have to have a culmination, mono e mono, two guys in a ring. The Hell in a Cell is... Yeah, it's it's a it's a what are they you know the fucking dastardly creation of Vince McMahon. Sure, whatever. Like two guys, you can't you know they they had to have the cage match is the same thing. Two guys in a cage, no interference, just beating the hell out of each other. How is this not more? How is this not more devastating than that? These guys hate each other so much in the storyline in the storyline that they're willing to have a ring with barbed wire. And Sabu gets his bicep ripped midway through the match, mm-hmm. takes himself up, and continues. Yes, he does. Congratulations. That's that's these that's the performance I'm looking for. I I congratulations. I don't I don't understand why that's appealing. I just don't. I just don't understand why it's so appealing to see two guys who can't wrestle. Oh, oh, in a fucking you, ring. Oh, bro, bro, bro. Can't, can't, I, can't understand it. Oh, dude, 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 dude. These guys, Terry Funk is a fucking legend. That's like I shit on Stone Cold in a lot of a lot of ways. I don't know if you're doing this just because I shit on Stone Cold because you like. I'm not Stone doing Cold. nothing. I'm telling you my honest fucking opinion of the six <sighs> and a half hours of ECW that I saw today. It's nothing about what you said to me in the past. I'll make that very fucking clear to you right now. It's nothing about the past. This is not a revenge thing. This is nothing. This is me tearing down the walls and telling you exactly how I fucking feel. Terry fucking Funk was too fucking old during the ECW shit. He couldn't fucking wrestle. How many Bosch pile drivers did he did on Sabu during that fucking barbed wire match is beyond me. Four, maybe five Bosch pile drivers. Every he time was he did 53. He was Every, 53. He shouldn't be doing that, that kind of match. He, he shouldn't sure. be doing it. But that's but the thing is, is it's not about him. It's not about these two guys taking care of each other. It's not about that. It's about the performance for the fans. It should be these two guys. Being, take, take care I of wish. I wish you could have. I wish you were. You could have been around when when and when ECW was touring, and just felt the felt the energy in in the arena. Whenever, 
whenever something big would happen and you'd scream EC dub, EC dub, EC. That's because these guys, these fans were watching what was on raw and they were watching what was on nitro and SmackDown and thunder and what was on WWF pay-per-view and WCW pay-per-view. And they were tired of the bullshit. They were tired. They were tired of the, the giant, they were tired of they were tired of the conglomeration of professional wrestling. This so, ECW is what wrestling is supposed to be. Mm-mm. You go to you go you go to an arena, you go to a place, you go you go to an arena and you watch you watch these incredible athletes bludgeon each other. It's like what's the it's the number one most human nature thing to do. We've been doing it since since ancient Rome. Incredible athletes. Okay. I will make this point very clear, very fucking clear. So even you of all people cannot fucking dispute it with me. Nineties Jordan loved ECW. Nineties Jordan loved UFC. I want to talk about UFC for a second. I hate UFC. If UFC is ever promoted, I have no interest to see a fight. I'll explain to you why. Because back in the early nineties, when ECW first came out. ICW, UFC, sorry. When UFC first came out, I remember it was too hot for TV. You could only buy this on VHS, just like ECW. And UFC, I went out and I sought to buy those VHS tapes of UFC because they had guys that were 100 pounds against guys that were 400 pounds. Nut shots were legal. No fucking time limits. You can do whatever you want until your opponent is completely knocked unconscious. There was no tap outs or anything. You have you can go to YouTube right now and search for UFC fights where a guy gets a guy in an arm bar, breaks his arm, snaps his arm in half, and the fight still goes on because he didn't tap because there's no taps. 90s Jordan like that. Young Jordan liked that. It was anarchy. It was rebellion. It was against the system. Yeah. ECW, same way. Every match was a hardcore match. There was no fucking rules. It looked cheap. It looked like the Girls Gone Wild porn videos that I wanted at 12 years old. The difference is, is that I'm 32 now, and I go back and I watch this, And I'm like, what is the fucking appeal? I am not rebellious. I don't care about this bullshit. It speaks nothing to me. And all I see is botched move after botched move. You told me to watch a match a month ago. What started this whole debate, uh, I forget the wrestler's names, but it was a small Asian guy against a big uh, Caucasian guy. It was Mike Awesome versus Tanaka. And Tanaka picks up this big six-foot-pound guy, throws him over the top rope, through a table, and the fucking guy lands on the top of his head. On real concrete. Exactly. Why is that not making you go, oh, that should not be happening? These guys I are not professionals. Went... They don't know how to take a bump. Oh, my God. You don't fucking understand wrestling. These guys were absolute, utter professionals. Yeah, they fucked up. They all fuck up. And that's the beauty of ECW. Whenever these guys would fuck up a move, the fans would call them out on it. They'd scream, you fucked up, you fucked up, you fucked up. 
Okay. What's your point? I don't understand your point. Is just you know I don't know if you're trying to go for a soundbite or what you're trying to go go. I'm for. not going for anything. I'm telling these, you, these guys, is- these guys, these guys. Just because you look, they they were professionals. They knew what, exactly what the fuck they were doing. It's fucked up because they're trying to put on a great show. That shit happens all the time in professional wrestling. Okay, so for the second time, and I need you to understand me very clearly here, Ed, and also to the fans who may be agreeing with Ed here, my walls are down. I'm being as bluntly honest with you as I possibly fucking can. I watched six and a half hours on my only day off on ECW shit. I went in with an open mind. I'm telling you how I truly honestly feel. I'm not trying to be a character. I'm not trying to fucking give you a fucking soundbite. I'm telling you how I fucking feel. And I'm telling you that wrestlers like the Sandman are fucking terrible. That's why WWE or WCW didn't pick up the motherfucker. I just but named you. Not. I named you twenty other guys. I named you at least twenty I'm just, other. Guys. I, I'm just giving you an example about it. A guy who was considered Mr. Sandman was considered Mr. Hardcore, Mr. ECW. You think of ECW. You think of Tommy Dreamer. You think of fucking Sandman. He's not good. He's not good. He's terrible. He comes out to the ring smoking. I don't care about him smoking. That's not a problem for me. I'm just telling you. He comes out to the ring smoking. He comes out drinking beer like Stone Cold. That's cool. Whatever. The guy can't fucking wrestle. He's better than Stone Cold ever was. No. Absolutely not. Because you can shit on Vince McMahon just like I can fucking shit on Paul fucking dangerously or Paul Heyman. But Vince McMahon knows how to fucking promote a motherfucker, and he knows how to promote fucking Stone Cold, and that's what we got. He didn't know how to promote the Ringmaster. He didn't know how to promote the Hollywood Blondes because that was WCW. He knew how to promote Stone Cold Steve Austin, and he gave us a fucking iconic fucking character. Who the fuck's the Sandman? The most iconic, the most iconic name in the history of ECW. Him and Tommy Dreamer. Who can't wrestle? Both of them can't wrestle. They can't wrestle. Tommy Dreamer's a great. Tommy Dreamer was a great, fantastic fucking wrestler. He just he was just not very good on the mic. And the reason those in the re, you got to understand the reason those guys never took off top, took off for WWF wasn't because they weren't good wrestlers. It's because WWF didn't know how to market hardcore wrestling. They had made a mockery of it for so long. They picked they up didn't Paz, know how to they picked do up it. Raven, they picked up Lance Storm, they picked up And RVD. those guys weren't Ubi hardcore ca- wrestlers. RVD Jesus was Christ. the hardcore champion multiple fucking times. So was one of Godfather's hosts. That, we made fun of that title already. We it, That title was designed I to be a fucking that RVD became the world heavyweight champion as well. Yes, he did. Yes, he so, did. I was talking Eddie, over you. Didn't hear you say that. Yes, Eddie fucking Guerrero became that. I mean, like, come on. Hall of Famer. WWE so, Hall of Famer. Absolutely he is. But not fucking Sandman. Not fucking New Jack. Not fucking Spike Dudley. Not. None of these guys. What was the name of the guy who uh, famously kickstarted ECW, where he took the NWA title after he won it, at, at uh, Eastern Championship Wrestling, and he threw in the ground and said, this is a new era, and it was like ECW's uh, Bash of the Beach. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Um, are, you t- are, you talking about uh, are you talking about Shane Douglas? Sure, Shane Douglas. I don't, I don't remember. I believe it was Shane I don't rem- I don't remember exact, that exact moment that you're talking about, but what I, I mean, 
there was another thing that happened later when when Mike Awesome left ECW because Paul because because Paul Heyman did owe him money and he was supposed to throw the ECW world title into uh, into the trash on WCW Nitro like Medusa did. Yeah. Uh, but Paul Heyman sued WCW. So they didn't do that. Um, but you know what? I, yeah, I do remember now. That was that was Shane Douglas. That was Shane Douglas franchise. Shane Douglas, and uh, he did it on he did it on Hardcore TV. Yeah. So I mean, like he does that. He he. It is it is ECW's Batch of the Beach '96. It is the thing that changes wrestling, right? ECW is just not wrestling. ECW to me, the six and a half hours, the six and a half hours straight. I want to make that very clear. Straight. I didn't take an hour break in between. I watched this shit straight today, prepare for this show. Was just nothing but terrible wrestling, botched moves. <sighs> Terrible storylines, terrible camera work. Styles is the worst commentator I have ever fucking heard. I can't disagree with that one. I, the 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 oh my god thing is iconic with ECW, but yeah, I mean, yeah, he didn't fit in his suit very well. How about the, how, how about this? I'll this I'll be politically correct. ECW appeared to a. A different kind of audience. It appealed to an audience that was not your WWE, uh, WWE fans. It appealed to a different kind of audience, an audience that I cannot get behind, a kind of wrestling that I cannot get behind because it's not wrestling. What's wrestling is Finn Balor versus AJ Styles at TLC in December of 2017. That's wrestling. You put Sabu and Terry Funk in a barbed wire match, it's not wrestling. It's just, how can we just get these guys bloody? And that right there shows me that you and the rest of the ECW fans, all they care about is bloodlust because that's what they think is fucking good, and it's not. I mean, that's, that is what professional wrestling is. It's not bloodlust. It is it's not, and, and I actually mean bloodlust. Like, let's put him in a barbed wire match. I know what you're saying, know, and let's have him roll around. Let's have Terry Funk, who was over 50 years old, and Sabu roll around in real barbed wire. It's not a show. Let's have him actually roll around in real barbed wire and have him so fucking tangled that they can't even untangle themselves. So they have to have, to have a botch pin. So Sabu can win the title that was clearly planned. All right. So okay. So okay. All right. So you're the ex- You're the you're the fucking expert on what professional wrestling is. Take take thirty seconds and explain to me what professional wrestling is if ECW is not professional wrestling. WWE knows their fucking talent. ECW didn't understand their fucking talent. Um, WWE knows, hey, we need to stop a match because somebody tore their fucking bicep. ECW doesn't. Uh, ECW only knows one thing, and that is to have complete bloodlust, to have barbed wire, to have a bunch of tables, to have a bunch of chairs, to have shitty storylines, and have nothing at all whatsoever 
that anybody cares about. I, I, I don't understand how a fan of wrestling could like ECW. I just don't understand it. It's terrible, terrible wrestling. And yeah, they had guys like McFoley and shit, but those guys were only there for a few months. And then they went on to greener pastures because they knew they had something better with either WCW or WWF at the time. It was either or. ECW was not the Kurt Angle even fucking left ECW after one day because they uh, uh, Kurt Angle left uh, ECW after one day because they fucking uh, crucified the Sandman or something. It's just it's shit wrestling. It's shit wrestling. Shit. Look, 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 look. What are I mean? Are you are you saying? Are you flat out saying that? All that matters about professional wrestling is in-ring performance. No, what I'm saying about what matters in professional wrestling is in in is in-ring performance. One, because in-ring performance matters as the audience. Because yeah, you're watching that TV at home, but you as the audience, me being to WWE events, would love to see a a, a good show. You know what I mean? Uh, you're not sure. going to pay a hundred dollars to see John Lennon. Well. I didn't mean to say John Lennon. I meant to say Elton John because he came to Toledo six months ago. You don't pay a hundred bucks to see uh, Elton John and get a drunk, coked out Elton John. You know what I mean? You you pay to get a good performance. Uh, another thing that makes well, but if it was Jim Morrison, you sure as fuck would be. I mean, I'm not a Jim Morrison or Doors fan at all. But I don't that, like any of their. Go ahead. I'll let I'll, I'll I'll let you continue. It's about the storylines and what you're invested into. Like right now. Um, my wife, uh, true story, by the way, uh, I bought my wife, uh, 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 her favorite wrestler right now is uh, Finn Balor and I bought her a Balor club for everyone t-shirt and it came in the mail today and she put it on as soon as she got it. She's so excited because she's going to wear it for SmackDown, which we know he's not a part of SmackDown, but she's still going to wear it. Mm-hmm. Um, my point in saying that is how important the wrestler means to the overall public matters. And the storylines. Uh, she hates Baron Corbin currently right now in the WWE. Well, I, I hate Baron that. Corbin. You know why Baron Corbin, I told her on Monday Night Raw this week, was a great fucking villain? Because everybody hates him. That's why he's well, a good People hate villain. him because he sucks in the ring and on the mic, but continue. He's a great villain. That's what makes him a great villain. Well, like somebody like, you know, somebody like The Rock was a great villain, but he was great on the mic and great in the ring. Somebody like, you know, mm-hmm. currently... Kevin Owens is a good villain, great villain. Good on the mic, you know, good on great on the mic, great on the mic, good in the ring. How about this? The Rock and Kevin Owens are good bad guys. Baron okay. Corbin is a good villain. Uh the Rock and uh, Kevin Owens are bad guys, whatever they can do to win. Baron Corbin is the old guy tying the girl to a train track, twisting his mustache. <laughs> he, he is he is the villain. That's why he's the constable. Yes, he's the villain. They didn't give us this in ECW, dude. Uh, okay, that's bullshit. The Dudley boys were fucking the whole Dudley family were, were you know, were were the were were those guys. Like, will you now? I'm gonna throw some names out there. You probably don't know. Maybe some of our fans do. Maybe some of our fans don't. Uh, but uh, Cyrus, you got Cyrus, uh, mm-hmm. who, Cyrus and uh, and jo- and Joel Gertner. Yes, I know Cyrus. The, so they were the announcers for the Dudley Boys. The Dudley Boys, are the, and Balls Mahoney and Big Dick Dudley. They, and you know, brother Billy Ray and and, and uh, you know, 
brother Devon and all. So the guys we know as the Dudley Boys, the tag team were also were there. They were there, but they was it was like a big family thing, right? Well, they broke they broke Beulah McGillicuddy's neck, one of the great managers of ECW, who was the wife of Tommy Dreamer, right? Yeah, I I, I saw this today. Yes. Okay, so this is a great villain storyline. They broke her neck. Now, it was obviously a bosh move, but shit happens in the ring. Stone Cold got his neck broke, right? But, like, things happen. And they come out, and they just shit how she's Beulah McGillah slutty, right? And I'm not saying that they had the greatest names in the world, okay? It is what, you know, Big Dick, you know, Big Dick Dudley, Balls Mahoney, they a lot of raunchy names, those kinds of things. Trash TV. That's what it is. Trash yeah. TV. Well, and that is what it that's that is what it is. But that's what was selling in WWF at the time. So ECW just took it to the extreme. And you know, Beulah McGillicuddy and Francine and these girls, they would come out literally in their underwear and their thong underwear uh, to the ring because that's just what ECW took everything to the extreme. That's the, that's the point of it. Anything that you did, I did more raunchy, right? Well. They did this big thing about how she's this big giant slut and she sucks everybody's dick and blah, 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 which is completely offensive by today's language. And it's completely offensive back then. But it's very villainous. It's incredibly villainous of, of, this, of these people to have done this to a guy's wife that they had just accidentally injured. And, you know, and I honestly felt like there was, there was no remorse from them. Like they wanted to do it. That's the point of a good villain. That's the point of a good bad guy where you feel like they wanted to do these things. And, you know, Tommy Dreamer was the, the penultimate runner up. He wanted to be that. He was, he wanted to be the guy who would never win the title. He wanted to be the guy that could never, ever do it. So that way when, and, and then when he finally did, he didn't want it, but the ECW fans wanted it more than anything because he was the hero. All right. I he want you to ask me. I want That's you to ask a great storyline. Go ahead. All right. Oh, fine. I want to ask you. I, I want you to ask me questions here. I want you to name a wrestler, and I will tell you if I think they're good or not. If from ECW, an ECW talent, tell me if they're good or not. Name you, want me to, you want me to name, name you guys? Of, name me guys, and I'll tell you if they're shit or not. And just name it until we stop it. Go ahead. Name me some guys. RVD. Great wrestler. Taz. Great wrestler. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of guys that didn't necessarily. Are you guys that, talking about guys that made just the jump? Just give me guys. Just just give me guys from ECW. Shane, Shane Douglas. I don't know him. All right. Um, the, well, the public enemy was a tag team. Uh, Mikey Whipwreck. Terrible wrestler. Oh, you don't fucking know. Jerry Lynn. Terrible wrestler. Uh, you're out of Way off the fucking Mike Awesome. Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko, great wrestler. Uh, Mankind, Mick Foley, Cactus Jack. Great wrestler. Eddie Guerrero. I'm, I'm, I'm going back over the list of, the, of these guys. I can give you a list of guys that you that right you now, never heard right of. now, right now, I got six guys that are great wrestlers. Out uh, of the what about, what about, uh, what about Cronus from the Eliminators? Him and Perry Satter. Absolutely, absolutely not. Perry Satter was a joke, too. So continue. Great fucking wrestler. 
Prairie Saturn, uh, yeah, yeah. It's so fucking great that Vince McMahon decided that he sucks, so he's going to make him chase a mop for no, a he No, 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 no. Oh. He, did, he, he did something. He did. I don't know what it was, but he did something stupid that Vince wanted to, wanted to, to blame him. Sure. Uh, you probably you probably don't know Hack Myers, do you? No. Okay, fine. My, my point is, New Jack, terrible wrestler. He had one good thing in his career, and that's when he jumped off the fucking balcony with Spike. Congratulations. You did one thing. Spike, terrible fucking wrestler. Terrible. He was terrible in the WWE. I liked him when I was younger because it was fun to root for the little guy, but he sucked. Perry Saturn. What about, what about 911? He 911 made made the choke slam famous and then they and then they went to and then it went to WWF. How did he make the choke slam famous when Undertaker was doing it in 91? I'm just so, saying. No, oh, fuck. No, you're not just fucking saying. Fuck you is the thing. He don't fucking, don't oh, fucking tell me that an ECW guy made the choke slam famous when Andre did it in the 70s and Undertaker did it in the 90s. Fucking, fuck, listen, fucking, he choke slammed Santa Claus. I don't care who the fucking choke slammed. You can't, you just fucking said that this douchebag McGee. Made the fucking choke slam famous. That was your words. That's exactly my words, and he fucking did. No, he, he didn't. Did. He fucking did. No, I'm you want to talk. You want to talk, you wanna talk about shitty wrestlers? God rest his soul. But Andre the Giant, the guy's a le- the guy's a legend. But the guy couldn't wrestle for a lick. He was just he was just a giant. Jesus fucking Christ. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm still on this whole thing that you said that this douchebag McGee made the joke slam well, famous when Andre did it in the 70s and Baker did it in the 90s. You obviously don't know who it is. I, 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 You can't say that this guy did it in ECW and made it famous. You can't say that. That's bullshit, Ed. That's straight bullshit. It absolutely is not bullshit. Come but continue, on. continue, continue. Why aren't you fighting with me? Why aren't you getting passionate here with me? That I've, is bullshit. No, there's no. I don't ha, listen. The fact that I named you a fact that you don't that you don't know the difference of, I'm not going to argue with you because you're not going to get it. You're Ed, not going to get it. Ed, you can't sit here and tell me that Tim Burton is an original filmmaker from his designs of his Art Deco when the Germans did it from the cabinet of Dr. Caligari in 1915. It's the same thing. You can't sit here and tell me that an ECW guy made the chokeslam famous with Andre the Giant doing it in the 70s and the Undertaker doing it in 91. Which ECW came out in 95. You can't tell me that. Come the fuck on. Jesus Christ. You cannot tell me that, Ed. Listen, I don't care listen, who this listen, guy is. Listen, you can't tell listen, me that. Listen, 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 listen. Sure, The Undertaker was doing it, but it wasn't his, it wasn't like the end all be all. You'd do the choke slam and then you'd get up and then he would tombstone. Right. Right. Okay. 
Nine one ones. That was that was his. You were not going to get up from his from his choke slam. And it wasn't like the Undertaker doing it all theatrical, like and picking you up and then you you know so in, in gently placing you down and you got your you got your legs up in the air. He would throw you through the fucking ring. He would pick you up and choke slam guys over the top of the ring and onto the concrete. Like these guys, it was incredibly devastating. It was moves that you see in a video game. And, and he was doing that to people in real life. So when I say he popularized, how? when I say he popularized it and made it famous, it's from That's doing true. things like that that WWF later did with with the, you know with Kane, you know, choke slamming guys through tables. Ed, you cannot believe the own diarrhea that's coming out of your mouth. Are you serious right now? It's like you saying that somebody from the 70s made the stunner famous. No, it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Come on, Ed. You're not going to come on, dude. All right, let's 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 tell me this. Let's move let's move forward because um you're obviously not going to you're obviously not understanding what I'm te- what I'm telling you. Dude, 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 we'll move on, but I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand where I'm coming from on this here. You cannot sit here and defend your comment about how some guy nine one one from ECW made the choke slam famous. That that was what you said, and I'm arguing the and fact. I've made, listen, I've made listen, I've made my point. I've made my point to you. You're obviously not gonna. You're 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 gonna be like a brick wall. You're not gonna let me explain it. I've already explained it to you, and you and you just you're 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 not you're not moving forward with the conversation. We're gonna continue to have it. We're going to continue to have a a circular discussion. Okay. Let's talk about Sabu and how he sucked. Uh, Those two things don't go together, but make your point. What did he do besides nothing? I mean, he had a cool gimmick, I guess. Um, He put his body in the line. Cool. Uh, But other than that, the matches that I saw him in today, Mm-hmm. were nothing special that were nothing that uh, intrigued me um i thought the hardy boys did a lot better job in their extreme wrestling than fucking sabu ever did flat out look you how can i how can i put this how can i put this without being Utterly offensive. Be utterly offensive. This is the part of our fight. This is the part of our war. Be it's offensive. Obviously, it's obvious. You've said this. You said this at the beginning of the show, and you've made it continuously obvious. You don't like professional wrestling. You're not a fan of, of professional wrestling. You're a fan of the WWF. And your it's point being that Sabu at house shows. When nobody but the fans were watching, mm-hmm. would give the people in the ring the things that the Hardy Boys would do, the Hardy that the Hardys would do, only in front of the biggest stages. So this makes them great. How? Because it's. It, I'm going to continue. I'm. I'm going I'm to have. Okay. I don't understand how you're not smart enough to understand what I'm fucking trying to give to you here. 
There you go, motherfucker. There you fucking go. Get fucking pissed off. Fuck you. Let's go. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm pissed off because here's the thing. The thing about the thing about which what 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 has made ECW great is the things that these people would fucking do for the people in the arena. Yeah, Mike Awesome left WC left left for WCW because Paul Heyman couldn't pay him. Okay, I understand that. Go out and feed your family because the things he was the things he was putting on the line for himself, the things that he was doing to his body for the people in the in in in, in the arena, he wanted to get fucking paid. Sabu would on the regular throw himself into the crowd from the top rope. He would run and jump into the crowd for the fans, for those people, for the people in the fucking arena. So I don't what what my, what what I don't quite understand how you don't understand I don't understand how you don't understand this. It's Edge and Christian great wrestlers. Jeff and Matt Jeff and Matt Hardy great wrestlers. I have nothing against them whatsoever. But they did things for the payoff, for the fucking money they were going to make. Sabu did them because it's what the fucking store it's what the fucking match dictated and he wanted to put on a show for the guys in the arena the men and women and the boys in the arena in the ecw arena screaming ecw 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 that was his fucking payoff so don't sit there and tell me that these guys that a guy like sabu and i feel like i've made this argument to you once or once already this this conversation don't tell me that sabu wasn't a fucking good wrestler don't you dare sit there and tell me this because you there's you cannot comprehend the things that Sabu fucking did for this industry. The reason the reason you and I have this fucking show and I and, and you said you haven't watched wrestling from you didn't watch wrestling for almost 15 fucking years. I put in the time because I fucking love this thing. I love this. I love sports entertainment. I love fucking professional wrestling. I was there. I get excited when guys come back at the Royal Rumble. That's why I can't fucking wait. And I, my heart is broken when these fucking people don't come back. Am I saying we need to have Jake Snake Roberts come out of the fucking Royal Rumble? No. But, you know, like when the Hurricane came back, that was the best moment of the whole fucking thing because I put in the time watching the Hurricane's career. So for you to sit there and try, and, 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 and try to compare guys like Sabu, who built the foundation for the Hardy Boys, and the Hardys can't fucking hold a candle to Sabu. For you to sit there and shit on Terry Funk, who created the who created fucking hardcore wrestling, which you don't like, I get it, and you don't have to like hardcore wrestling. But don't you dare shit on these things and say that these things aren't good because it's the best part. It is the it is the reason you go to a fucking arena. I don't know if you've ever been to a, 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 a house show as an adult, but for the most part, they're pretty fucking boring because it's like, it's just like going to a, a game on TV because you can watch you can watch a game you watch a game on TV and the announcers tell you and they circle this guy and they circle that guy and they go back to replay. They put on a show for TV. When you're in a when you're in a house show, there were for the WWE, they're rehearsing shit for TV. The match you the match that you just watched on on SmackDown, third, you know, the, or on Raw or the pay per view, they've been doing. When they did it in, let's say they did it a pay per view in Chicago, they did that thing in fucking Peoria, in 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 St. Paul, in in 
in in in Green Bay, they did that in 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 Des Moines, Iowa. They did that. They did that exact same thing. You're watching five times. The house shows are rehearsals. ECW doesn't fucking do that. ECW would have never insulted their fucking fans that way. And that's why I have a hard time. We've have we've been doing the show for quite some time. That's why Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon to be can't hold a fucking candle to Paul Heyman. He yeah, Paul Heyman works for him, and yeah, Paul Heyman had a business that went fucking bankrupt. Okay, but when it comes to wrestling, Vince fucking McMahon can't hold a candle to Paul Heyman because Paul Heyman had his guys up, and he had those guys giving everything they fucking had for the people in the in the arena. So, whether that be a, a bar, whether that be a barb a barbed wire match, whether that be you know uh, 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 New Jack and Spike Dudley jumping off the fucking rafters. To, to, to have a match, or whether that be Tommy Dreamer choke slamming Balls Mahoney off the fucking balcony onto twelve tables, whether that be uh, whether that be uh, a fucking a scaffold match where 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 Tommy Dreamer and Balls Mahoney are 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 fighting in the rafters on a fucking scaffold and holding onto the goddamn thing, and Balls Mahoney falls off and onto his fucking head on the goddamn concrete. Yeah, that's a that's a fuck up. But if it wasn't for those things that happened, if it that that's that's what ECW is. It's the it's it's because of the fuck ups. It's because of the you fucked up, you fucked up, you fucked up. That you go out there and you you those guys strived and begged to get that moment when they when when the fans in the in the, in the ECW arena would say ECW 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 for something that they did. That's their fucking payoff. So first of all, I'm so fucking glad an hour into the show you fucking had some balls and you fucking had some passion. I fucking like that shit. I suck Fuck you. You don't, shit. you don't. You don't. You don't fucking love that shit. You don't I fucking love it. Go ahead. Love it. No, no. I I fucking love it. I'm not. I'm not insulting you, motherfucker. I'm telling you, I love your fucking passion right fucking there. Thank you for getting some fucking passion to this shit. Now we got a fucking debate. But you're gonna sit here and tell me. And we talked about this privately, which is why we discussed to do the ECW debate. We're talking about Vince McMahon versus Paul uh, uh, Paul Heyman. Let's talk about that shit. Paul Heyman sucks. Vince McMahon can hold a candle to Paul Heyman because Vince McMahon knows what the fuck he's doing. Motherfucker gave us WrestleMania. What did fucking Paul Heyman give me? November to remember? Congratulations. Fucking Vince McMahon gave me Hulk fucking Hogan. Ultimate fucking warrior. Don't go see Boston the Rock. Gagne gave fucking gave you fucking Hulk Hogan. Oh, Hulk don't Hogan give me that. Some Vince Mc, Hulk Hogan made Vince fucking McMahon. Totally disagree. Uh, Hulk Hogan came. We're not going to go into Hulk Hogan right now. Hulk Hogan came in from another promotion. That is correct. They needed each other to grow. That is correct. But Vince McMahon groomed and made Hulk Hogan who he is. Or who he was for that, for, for lack of matter there. If Hulk Hogan would have stayed with the hack before Vince McMahon, he would not become Hulk Hogan. We wouldn't even be talking about him. They needed each other. Just like fucking Brady needs fucking Bilicek. So I don't want to hear that shit. I think it's the other way around. I think Bilicek needs Brady. You're going you're gonna to run into something real, real bad real fast. Yeah, tomato, tomato. But you know what I fucking mean, though? I, I mean, I mean, Vince McMahon's with Vince McMahon knows what he's doing. If he didn't know what he was fucking doing, he wouldn't have won Monday Night War. If he didn't know what he was doing, he wouldn't have bought WCW and EC fucking W. He already owned part of ECW. 
He didn't own shit of ECW. I watched the Paul Heyman documentary. He only gave ECW a thousand dollars a week because they were trading wrestlers. And the wrestler that ECW had, the name escapes me because I watched it at fucking 10 o'clock this morning. He had a deal with a local radio show, an ECW wrestler, and he gave from the sponsorship deal that gave ECW a thousand dollars a week. So Vince McMahon agreed to pay ECW a thousand dollars a week to make up for the revenue lost for trading the wrestlers. That's it. That is it. Paul Heyman himself and the documentary in the network today said he was never on the payroll. Vince McMahon never owned ECW at all until the buyout. That was the only money that Paul Heyman ever received. And he never got that money. That went to an LLC that well, was that owned ECW that went to the promotion of ECW, the pay-per-views, paying the wrestlers, so on and so forth. The building rent, tomato, tomato. So when you say that Paul Heyman, when you say that Vince McMahon, Ed, cannot hold a candle to Paul Heyman, I hope to God that you're fucking with me because Vince McMahon no. knows wrestling and he knows what the fuck he's doing. Hands down. He you, hasn't promoted you, been around for decades. Okay, decades. first of all, his fucking dad. Okay, his dad started the promotion. Vince McMahon had the biggest promotion. Vince McMahon was basically gifted the New York Territory. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not Very saying true. Vince McMahon doesn't know wrestling, mm-hmm. but I'm saying Paul Heyman knows wrestling way better than Vince McMahon. He may know promos more, but he doesn't know how to promote wrestling. The motherfucker gave us WrestleMania, dude. SummerSlam, the Royal Rumble. Right there. You finished? Are you finished? I, I, I am because I just think I proved my point. No, you didn't because... What's the what's the number one thing? And we've said this the entire length of this show. Mm-hmm. Vince McMahon, when he falls for a guy, regardless of talent, mm-hmm. will give will give that guy the strap for fucking ever. If you're a big if you're a big motherfucker, if you're a big dude. You're it. You're you're king shit. You're champ, and that's it. Bron, uh, Brock Lesnar. Why is Brock Lesnar champ? Are you asking me, or theoretically speaking, why is Brock Lesnar champ? Uh, Brock Lesnar's champ because the McMahon's got out of the business. No storyline. They have actually come out and said that they dropped the ball, and they're coming back. Vince and the rest of the McMahon family, Triple H and Stephanie and Shane, have been on both SmackDown and Raw. And that's why I feel that Finn Balor won the Fatal 4-Way on Monday Night Raw to go against Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble for the Universal title because they're done with Brock Lesnar because the fans don't want Brock Lesnar. Vince McMahon has said that he has listened to the fans. Monday Night Raw in December was the worst Monday Night Raw in the history of Monday Night Raw ever. We're going to listen to you. That's what they said. That's what they're doing. And I feel that Finn Balor is going to win the Universal title against Brock. Sure, I sure, so, fucking hope, I sure fucking hope so. But what's me too? The the thing that Vince McMahon loves to do is to fuck with his fans. 
I don't. I don't agree with that. I think he, he and to, he he loves to do it in the same way that like George R. R. Martin, who wrote Game of Thrones, does. You know, he likes to make you love somebody and then take him away from you. Mm-mm. That and that's and you know what? And I will give you. I'll give you that. That's a brilliant. I love that because they're in an entertainment industry, right? Like so, giving you somebody to love and making you think the one thing and then taking that thing away from you is fucking brilliant. That's I'll give you that. But Vince McMahon has always had a tendency to fall in love with one guy and make him the focal point for a was long Stone, time. Was Stone Cold Steve Austin the big Brock Lesnar at the time? Absolutely not. No. The big Brock Lesnar at the time would have been Undertaker, not well, Muscle Man. How, 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 how many times did the Undertaker have the strap? It was the what? biggest fan draw forever. But what was that? Was it less than five, I believe? I think it was three times. Three times? If yeah. And I'm being generous, three. Yeah, maybe, maybe possibly. You know what, I think he's Cold only had it twice. Much I, think he's, I think the Undertaker's only been champ twice. Stone Cold hasn't had it much either, though. The Rock had it more than Stone Cold. Uh, John right, Cena. You, yeah, John Cena. Because, fucking Ric Flair. Right, which is retarded. Guy. Which is retarded. Because Vince McMahon falls for a guy and then makes him champ a bazillion times. Uh, somebody like, 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 uh, like Triple H is great. So why can't even argue Triple H? But Triple H was gifted a lot of things. Because of who he was, yeah. But you know, but I'm not. I'm not saying that Triple H isn't great. I think Triple H is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. So I love the fact that he's been. What's that? He had to earn that because of the debacle in the Madison Square Garden. The because of the the curtain call. Because of the curtain call, he sure did. But guess what? The guy runs the fucking place now. Well, because he got smart. But anyway, so I don't disrespect. I'm not trying to disrespect. Paul Heyman watching the documentary today changed my opinion somewhat of Paul Heyman. I always thought the guy was a snake slimy piece of shit watching the documentary today. I got a chance to know the man a little bit. I like the man. That's not my, that's not my point. That's not my argument. I think the man is passionate. I think he cares a lot about wrestling. The documentary was going into the fact that he was a a preteen and he was Sneaking his way behind the curtains, pretending he was a photographer for some wrestling magazine just so he can get a glimpse of the guys. I can respect that if you're a fan. Try to do whatever you can just to be a part of it. So I don't I don't I don't dog on him at all. But for you, Ed, to sit here and say that he is better than Vince McMahon, I will totally fight you on that tooth and nail. He did some interesting things. He created a counterculture just like grunge music created a counterculture. And what happened to grunge music in four or five years? It died and nobody cares. It's the same thing with ECW. You know three or four bands from the grunge music era. You know Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, and Alice in Chains. You want to throw in Smashing Pumpkins, go ahead. That's it. It, it's not popular. Nobody cares. It's not good. Same with ECW. It was cool. When it came out, it was new. There was no Doink the Clown in ECW. Uh, oh shit. Yes, yes, there was. Yes, there was. Well, they made Doink fun the of it. They made fun of it. But Doink the Clown, Doink the Clown was in ECW, but continue. Well, they made fun of it. You know, every, I mean, the motherfucker lost every time. But in nine one one, in nine one, in nine one one, gave him the 
fucking choke slam from fucking hell. But continue. Oh, I hate when you say that because that's not that's. I'm just I was not. I'm I'm using the specific example you gave and 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 and, and giving you and giving you something factual. That's all. I'm just trying to get you to understand that ECW is grunge music. ECW is surge. It tastes good. It's fun, but Mountain Dew is better. That's why Surge is not uh, around anymore. Uh, it's not good. I love Surge. You would, you would fucking like Mountain Dew. You know, but you know, you know what we can agree that we both like? Hmm. Inside the Cellar. Why don't you tell us about that? Uh, inside the Cellar. Go to InsideTheCellar.com. And you can find them on our website right now. Just click on the right, click on the left side of the page on our uh, links down there. Also, go to insidetheseller.com and check out some of the awesome beers that they deliver to your house. And they have some great beers, uh, craft beers from microbreweries, but also you can get Stone Cold Steve Austin's beer himself, Broken Skull IPA. And if it's not good, I don't believe it because Stone Cold Steve Austin knows how to sell beer, right? Insidetheseller.com, check it out. Look for us up there. And uh, we'd be glad you did. So I'm assuming you have no more dog in this fight. You're done. I, listen, I'm, I, am the, I am done arguing with you because. We've been waiting well, I, a month to talk about this and you're done. I'm done arguing with you because ECW. We, and I'm going to say this for the fifth time. I feel like I'm repeating myself. And I feel like you're repeating yourself. You're just. ECW is about the fans that are in the arena. Plain and simple. WWF was about, is, a, is about the fans that buy the pay-per-views and have the network. East, WCW was about the fans that watched on TV. ECW was about the fans that are in the arena. And it all depends on where you place your value. Do you place your value watching a, 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 a product on pay-per-view? Do you, do you, did you place your value on watching a product on television? Or did you place your value on watching a, an, a, an event in the arena? Wherever you, whatever you place your value on, that's where your allegiance is going to lie. I'm shocked. That's all I have to say on that. I am shocked. I was, for hyping this up for a month, I was expecting your dick to be out, and you pretty much just shoving me on and say, suck it. Well, and I've, I've, I mean, I've, look, there's, I've already, I've argued with you now for, for over an hour about this and and you're you're not really you're you're just continuing to say they suck and like it's it's you're absolutely full of shit you are totally fucking wrong and i've given you why you're wrong and it, i just can't i cannot you've literally the i think the way that people like you when when arguments and debates without fact is is drain is draining the person with facts and with passion out of doing so you're not winning this debate. It's literally is. It's just if you have passion about professional wrestling, if you're passionate about professional wrestling, you like ECW. If you don't give a fuck about professional wrestling, then you don't like ECW. And you've even Both said where you and you and you've even said where you land on this. Mm -hmm. So I don't. You know, you, in, you we do a wrestling show. But your 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 focus and your only enjoyment is watching WWE stuff. I'm not saying I don't get I don't get I don't love watching WWE. I do love watching WWE. But I love I love 
I, the way ECW was set up and the way it, 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 it was presented, yeah, you used the perfect example. It was about grunge. It was a grungy feel. But at the same time, you, you got some of the greatest rock bands of all time out of grunge. And that's what ECW was. You got some of the best performances out of in the history of professional wrestling uh, in ECW. It's just that it's just it's just that simple, man. So without, I guess I'll end my my arguments on this. Without Movie Guys Podcast, our flagship show here, uh, I would not be watching half the movies, maybe ninety percent of the movies that we review. I was. I just wouldn't have time or care, right? Sure. But I love movies. I love talking about movies. So I want to review what we have to review. I like wrestling enough to where I like the history. Um, if I didn't care, and I know you're not saying that I didn't care. I'm just saying, if I didn't care, I would never have done our early Sting review. You know what I mean? Um, I care about wrestling. I enjoy wrestling. I like the history of wrestling. To me, the history of wrestling is really appealing. Just to see where it has become this territory promotion to this national WrestleMania circuit. It is very interesting. And I enjoy it. But from NWA, from AWA, from WWF, from WCW... Out of all the shit that I've watched from the 80s till now on the network, the shittiest wrestling, and that's my point, that I have seen, the shittiest wrestling has been ECW. It was just bad wrestling. It was poorly promoted, poorly executed. It just wasn't good. I understand the appeal. I understand why you want that Big Mac. I like a Big Mac once in a while. It tastes great. But then I regret it three days later, three three hours later when I'm when I'm biting my lip and giving it hell. <laughs> That's my point. Is I understand it. There has a time and a place for it. I get it. It's just not for me. I just I just don't. And that's my whole argument in this in this war with you, in this battle with you, has just been, it's not for me. These are my reasons why it's not for me. And these are my examples or theories or maybe actual facts of why this shit sucks. And it's frustrating to know that you're going to say to me, a Big Mac every night is good. <laughs> Well, the pre the president eats two Big Macs and two fillet of fishes and a diet coke every day. So, oh, he, well, he also eats hamburgers too. Well, that's that's what's what Big Macs are. <laughs> what hamburgers? Oh, 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 you didn't, you didn't, you didn't, you and, didn't see uh, that tweet. I, I, apparently, I missed that tweet. Yeah, no. After this one, the show, the president said that he fed the Clemson team hamburgers. Well, you know what the thing is, is like, did he tweet that or did he say that out loud? No, no, he straight up tweeted it. You can well, because like a lot, you can you can hear a lot of him the way he's fucking up when he talks. Hmm. He definitely has he definitely has false teeth. Because hmm. my dad has false teeth, and he'll fuck up words like that. And it's oh, like yeah. his teeth, it's because his teeth are falling out. Yeah. So. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, Trump straight up 
said, uh, had a great time with the Clemson team. We had a lot of hamburgers. Um, and then, and the Burger King, who they bought from, and when he's at McDonald's, Burger King went out an hour later on Twitter and said that we are all out of hamburgers. Yeah, we're I did selling a lot of hamburgers. I did see that. Yeah. So. I did. You know what? I did see that. I just didn't get the tweet, but that, 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 uh, that's, yeah. And that's what it is in a nutshell. That's what this war, and we're ending the show here. That's what this war and this debate's been about. Some people like a Big Mac every day. Some people don't. And that's fine. That's what makes this country awesome. But I hope you understand my argument is that there was some diamonds in the rough that became great wrestlers or were good wrestlers and became great wrestlers because they had the national platform to become great wrestlers. Mm -hmm. But the overall presentation, the production value, the storylines, the behind-the-scenes camera work, the actual camera work was just dog shit. And I think the reason why that you have a dog in this fight is because you went to an ECW event and you had the nostalgia. If somebody comes up to me today and tells me that Nickelodeon and Saturday Night Nick, Snick, in the 90s sucked, I would tear their fucking throat out and tell them that they're fucking stupid. Now, I guarantee you that if I watch Snick, Saturday Night Nickelodeon nowadays and go back and watch those old shows, I'll be like, wow, this is fucking stupid. But the nostalgia of your memory of getting a fucking dollar bill signed by New Jack means more to you. So therefore, you're going to defend it because of nostalgia. And you don't look at the overall production and presentation of the shit show that is ECW. You're you're absolutely fucking wrong. You're 100% wrong. And it, that was the moment that did change my life. Absolutely. I fully admit that. But, okay. but, th- but when you're looking at professional wrestling from all levels, and I'm talking, I know matches from AWA. I know matches from N- NWA. I know matches from, from, you know, 50 fucking years ago. I, I, you know, one of the things that we talked about, you know, months ago was, was my love for guys like Bruno San Martino and my love for guys like uh, you know, like uh, like Big Cat Ernie Lad, like uh, uh, George the Animal Steel, like things. I I I have a, a deep understanding of these things. So for somebody like myself to 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 to, to for me to tell you that for me, for you to say that it's about nostalgia for me is absolutely inaccurate. It is what my knowledge and my understanding and my history of watching wrestling. That's how I, you know, I'm taking all of that and I'm filtering it out and I'm telling you, this is, this is, this is what I see. This is how I think. This is what I feel. I mean, like, for, like, for example, am am, am I, am am I an NFL pundit? No. Does that mean I can't, I don't believe that Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL because the guy's got more Super Bowl rings than anybody else. I absolutely think he's the best. He's the best to ever do it. That's because I'm not a paid expert. Doesn't mean I don't understand it. Okay, fair enough. All right, well, we have gone on for an hour and a half here for you fans here of Calling of the Ring. This is probably one of our longest episodes we've ever done, close to it. We knew this was going to be a war, 
and we hope all of you enjoyed this discussion and this debate about ECW with Colin in the ring here. We are going to make an announcement here, so everybody's excited for it, me being the hype man that I am. In two weeks, we will be releasing Colin in the ring early instead of on a Friday because we're going to be doing a modern episode. The 2019 Royal Rumble reaction episode. We're going to talk about the Royal Rumble. We're going to talk about all the matches. And we're going to talk about the Royal Rumble match itself with the women and the men. And our reaction to what happened. The wrestlers that came out. Who won. I'm really excited to talk about this. This is our first time ever in Calling in the Ring. Where we're going to be talking about modern day wrestling entirely. So I'm really excited about that one. I know you are too, Ed. Sure, absolutely. I'm really excited. So the next episode here after this, check your calendars, will be in two weeks. We will be talking about the Royal Rumble 2019 reaction episode. And more episodes will be coming your way. So make sure to check us out at movieguyspodcast.com movieguyspodcast.podbean.com Download our episode at iTunes, on iHeartRadio, and on Spotify. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast. Find us on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter. Just search for Movie Guys Podcast. And if you want to see our live stream shows, just go to youtube.com forward slash Movie Guys Podcast and you'll be able to watch all of our shows live stream on Wednesday nights. So make sure to check it out. Ed, thanks so much for fighting me with this war. And we will be back for another awesome episode of Call It in the Ring in two weeks for the 2019 Royal Rumble reaction episode. Have a good night, guys. Bye.